Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to all of our podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. This is Steve Schallenberger, your host, and I am delighted that we have such a special guest with us. And he is a former major in the United States Air Force and a B-52 radar navigator who flew combat missions during Operation Desert Storm. Welcome, Bob Taylor. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Thank you for the invite. It's my honor. So looking forward to having you here and talking about your experience and especially the book that you've written. He's the author of From Service uh, to Success, New Mission, New Purpose, and a New Journey to a Great Life. He's CEO of uh, Alliant Enterprises and founder of the Patriot Promise Foundation, which he started to help drive down the rate of suicides among veterans and to provide a clear path forward as veterans transition into life following their service. So let's just jump right into this today, Bob. Tell us about your background, including any turning points in your life that's had a significant impact on you. Sure. Well, so just the basics. I'm a Midwestern guy. I grew up in uh, Saginaw, Michigan. I went to Michigan State University. Probably the first big turning point in my life was uh, my father was diagnosed when I was quite young with uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis or Lou Gehrig's disease. And that's a, anyone that knows that. So that's a really tough disease. It's terminal. There's no cure. And so he passed away when I was still in college, 21 years old at the time, and he was only 50. So, you know, that that has an obvious uh, big impact. And uh, a lot of times people ask me why I joined the Air Force. And really, senior year at Michigan State, walking to class, and uh, I could hear my dad's voice kind of echo in my mind. And he said, I always wish I would have learned how to fly. Mm. And that was a passion that he and I shared. And I looked up and there I am right in front of the Air Force recruiting station. So I took a right turn. And <laughs> nine months later, I was at uh, officer's training school and uh, went on to become a B-52 navigator. And um, so I served in both uh, active duty and reserve duty over the course of about 18 years. And uh, when I left active duty, I started a career in uh, medical device manufacturing through R&D all the way up until uh, about 21 years ago, I started this company, Alliant uh, Healthcare, and uh, just celebrated our 21st uh, year 
two months ago. So uh, it's been a phenomenal ride and um, filled with some challenges that uh, we'll probably discuss a little bit here. But uh, overall, I'd say I've been very blessed and fortunate in the way that my life has turned out. Well, Bob, we're honored to have you with us. And thank you for your service, doing your part, and continuing to make a difference in so many lives. And your background, it's just really great to have you with us. Thank you. And uh, we'll probably talk about it in a little bit, but it's hard to go through some of the challenges I've gone through and look back. And then I realize just how many people are struggling I just felt compelled to to want to do something to try and give back and, and help people get through some of the challenges. Okay, excellent. Well, if you don't mind, just before we got going, uh, for our listeners, we're always so grateful to have you join us. Uh, this is exactly why we have these podcast series, is to join with you in your journey uh, of becoming your best, of gaining new ideas, new perspectives, inspiration, and motivation Uh, on ways that you can make a difference. And we touch each other's lives. And uh, so Bob and I are just visiting about the B-52. We had two sons that attended the Air Force Academy and one that was an ROTC. So that's uh, three uh, out of our six children were involved in the Air Force. And when we visited the United States Air Force Academy, uh, on the as you there's an entrance as you go in just a little bit there's this giant B-52 just parked right in one of the intersections, and I was mentioning to Bob that you can go inside and it is gigantic. So what was your experience like in the B-52? Tell us about it. So I was going through training. You know the Air Force does a really good job of igniting the fire, and so when I went through navigator training, I was. I was very fortunate. I was a distinguished graduate, and I had the opportunity to choose the aircraft I went into. And I chose a B-52 because I really liked the the mission and, and having a crew working together. And then shortly after I chose that, we went to an air show and went up inside a B-52. Like you said, they're they're huge, but the crew compartment is is not huge. And so we went up in there and it scared me that I made that choice because it just looks so incredibly old. Like uh, I said, Fred and Barney were, were flying at one point, but then when you, when you turn the power on, you see the advanced avionics and all the technology, it was, uh, it turned out to be a great mission for me. And, and uh, I really, I did really enjoy having those missions flying with a, a crew of six people at the time. Well, that's great, Bob. And aren't they continuing to repurpose the B-52? Or Yeah, they're actually they... modifying them to the, the, the most recent model is a H, B-52H model. And they're coming out with a B-52J model, which is re-engined, all new radars and avionics. And it's scheduled uh, to be in service for a full hundred years of service, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, I'd, it's hard for me to tell right now, but it's been multiple generations, three or four generations of people that have uh, flown or navigated uh, in, in a B-52. Well, there's a great message for every single one of us of what's happened there with that 
with that big aircraft that's had such a huge service record uh, of the repurposing and the redesigning. It looks the same kind of from the outside, but it has a completely different capability. And this is exactly maybe in a sense, that's a bit of inspiration for your book, which we'll talk about right now. But as the fact is, if we're going to become our best, that's a good example to be 52 is you have people that are helping it become its best and, and it still serves a purpose. And that's what we do. But it takes a re-engineering. It takes right. a putting in new software. Yeah, you can, never, you can never look at your life as being done. You know, we're always being repurposed or, or being reshaped or adversity is such an important part of our lives and how we overcome that to become really our full potential. Right. Now, I love your message in your book, From Service to Success, and it really has an application uh, so many ways across the board. I know maybe you've intended it for people that have actually served in the military and had some of the challenges of making the transition to success. But as I was just thinking about that and learning about your book and going through the overview of it, uh, I think it also can apply to all of us. That's what I've been way. told by people that have read it. Um, and it, and I really did intend it to go beyond just the veterans. As a, as a parent of Air Force um, service members, it would help you understand maybe some of the things that they experience, uh, some of the challenges. I, I don't care who you are. What happens when we go into the military, the military takes us from many, many per personalities, many goals, many missions down to one. And, and it's very useful for our military mission. But when it comes time to move back into civilian, our civilian roles, we go from one mission to many. And there's not a, a significant effort to help us with that transition. Some people make it pretty easily, some not so easily. The other thing is, as we, as someone goes through their civilian career, they work, they get promoted, work, get promoted, work, get promoted. And if they ever change careers, it's usually at a lateral or even maybe a promotion. For the military, you work, work, get promoted, work, get promoted. And then when you change and you go into the civilian world, you almost have to go all the way back to the beginning. There's not a there's not a real lateral progression or most people don't experience a promotion leaving the military. So you have to restart. You have to restart in discovering what your true passion is. Chances are, like your son, uh, F-16 pilot, not a whole lot of jobs for F-16 pilots in the civilian world. Uh, some can transition to commercial. But even those guys have to, I saw guys starting out at $20,000 a year after they were very successful military people. So it's just a, it's a unique situation moving from the military into the civilian world and repurposing and, and rediscovering who you really are. Okay. Well, tell us a bit about why you wrote the book from service to success and tell us about the book, if you don't mind, and maybe some of the things that insights that you've had, and you've just started to tell us a little bit about sure. it. So for me, the, the book is kind of 
based a little bit on my experiences and some experiences of other veterans and overcoming adversity and, and finding our new uh, passion and desires. Okay. So for me, when I left active duty or when we came back from Desert Storm, for some unknown reason, I didn't, I didn't see hand-to-hand combat or anything. I started having just terribly violent nightmares. Oh. And uh, they lasted for about six months. And just as mysteriously as they started, they went away. Hmm. But then 16 years later, they came back again. Oh, my. And they came back with a vengeance, I, is what I say. So I, I got to the point where I was actually afraid to go to sleep. So I drank a little to help fall asleep. And when a little didn't help, a little bit more and a little bit more. What you realize, that doesn't help. And I got into a pretty tough spot with sleep deprivation. And just um, so I finally, after 16 years of dealing with that, depression, irritability, and all those other things, I came to the realization that I needed to go get help. So I went to the VA, started seeing a counselor. And uh, as a matter of fact, they put me through a sleep study pretty early on. And even when I was sleeping, my legs were jerking 270 times an hour. So even oh, while my. I was asleep, I oh. wasn't resting. Yeah. So very quickly, though, through the treatments, and th- I didn't know that you can kind of be reprogrammed to get rid of nightmares, but it worked. Mm. And uh, over years, I started to get better. So I realized that I wasn't alone in dealing with those types of challenges Maybe mine were a little bit more severe uh, or maybe not as severe as some veterans deal with. But I realize there are other people out there, guys and gals, who are also struggling. So I decided to write from service to success to make sure that people understand, veterans understand, that their best days are not behind them. Their best days are in front of them. So all the things that we accomplish, all the perfection that we experience when we're doing our missions that's not the height of our lives. Uh, there's so much more to live. There's so much more to achieve. And it's really when I started to realize that there is more to it and more that can, more potential that we can experience, that's what I wanted to share in the book. And so as I started to write the book, you asked me to kind of point out some lessons I learned. I started to, to, to really... I did a lot of research because veterans can be kind of tough on other veterans. They, they're skeptical. They, they, want a, they want an authentic, real story. And so mm-hmm. I researched my book for about six years. Okay. And some of the things I learned were, were really, I think most people know 22 veterans die every day from suicide. What you don't know is about 640 veterans attempt suicide every day. About 1,800 veterans are actually planning their suicide every day. Mm. And 5,500 veterans are forming uh, suicidal ideation. And to me, that's just unacceptable. And so that was one of the shocking things that I learned. And that the other thing I learned is that veterans that go to the VA for help reduces suicide by 35%. So just by getting into the system 
it helps save lives. And that's one of the messages that I want to deliver is um, everything we do in the military is as part of a team. And for some strange reason, when, when people get out, they think they have to solve all their problems on their own. And that's the opposite of what we need. It's the opposite of what we should do. We need to talk. We need to be part of a what I call a tribe and share all this stuff. So that's what I want to share with people is don't try and go it alone. Don't try and soldier through it. Go out there and, and find some help. Get into the VA. Um, talk to people. Make friends with new people that just because they're not from the military, you can still learn a lot from, from other people. Okay. And I was just thinking, uh, so gr- glad that you shared this. So helpful. What do you, is it because the veterans just don't have hope? What are you finding as the primary underlying reasons for this? You know, they feel this, lost. Okay. You know, you know, if you're a staff sergeant, you know what your role is. You know, if you're a major, you know, your, your life is, is much more predictable. You're operating at the highest levels of whatever you've been asked to do. You can achieve sometimes more in active service than you could ever have imagined because of the specialized training. And, uh, you know, it's, you're always part of a team. You're always part of a bigger mission. And so when, when, when people get out of service, they don't identify that thing that is going to, I call it the fire in the belly. What are you going to do that's going to light that fire in your belly to make you want to get up, make you, and I, I think a lot of it is finding a way to serve others, finding what, what is truly your passion. What, do you, what were you almost born to do? and trying to discover that. So a lot of it is just being lost in this new life. Mm -hmm. And even if they get a job, some veterans, you know, they get a job, they get security. That's what happened with me. I had a, I had a really good job. I had a very supportive family, but that didn't mean the nightmares didn't come, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's something that you just have to work through and find what your passion is and find a way to really create a great life. Okay. So one of the things uh, that you write about is throwing people a lifeline in this transition. And I mean, I'm so grateful to have you as a guest because I guess I haven't seen that clearly described like you have of what it's like in this circumstance. And all of a sudden you're in a different world and it requires, and they're expected to, take their skills, which they have, which is one of the great gifts that they've been given from service in the military. Uh, But now how do you take that and apply it in a less structured world sometimes? And you talk about a new mission, if we were to use the military language, new purpose and a new journey, right? So tell us about that. How is that done and how do you apply it? I love it. You're spot on. And, and this is what we talk from my research. It's exactly what's needed. This is what helps people become their best is that they have a clear vision of where they're going. That's inspiring and meaningful. And, and they have a way to get there. And, and, and it talks about how do you build strong relationships and, 
and you know accountability and gaining new knowledge. Well, all of these things lead you to a successful journey or getting to a better place. So tell us about those three things and what you've seen and any other thing that you'd like to add to that that helps make this lifeline that you're talking about that helps in the transition. So when I grew up, I worked on a farm. I worked on a dairy farm and, and did some farming. And you don't just walk out and have a successful crop. It, you have to till the land. You have to put fertilizer down. You have to prepare. You have to plant the right seeds at the right time. And I think our lives are a lot like that. So when we get out, we can't just skip to the great life. There, mm -hmm. are, there are certain basic things that have to happen to help us along and prepare our soil and, and to get us ready. One of the key ingredients that people need to do is they need to start practicing gratitude. And it mm -hmm. sounds kind of silly to some people, but being grateful for what you have and what what you're surrounded by and who you're with, just by being grateful on purpose starts to create a mindset where you're open to better things. You cannot be grateful and miserable at the same time. Mm. And if you're practicing gratitude, that's a great way of stop to stop yourself from wallowing in whatever is getting you down. So, uh, kind of a rigorous practice of gratitude is, is one of the things. The other thing is we can't take our health and well-being for granted. If we let that slip, if our health starts to slip, if we consume too much alcohol or if we're smoking or doing those things, those are just negative influences to kind of leading us away from what we might be able to accomplish. I'm not making a judgment. I'm not saying... If you drink, you're a bad person. If you smoke, you're a bad person. None of that. Because I used to drink and I used to smoke. Mm -hmm. But those are, those are habits that are kind of leading in the wrong direction. And so okay. it's just part of creating a healthy environment for us to live in. And then we have to invest ourselves into to learning about ourselves and experiment with things that we like. For me, I, I started uh, doing glass blowing just to see if I liked it. Mm. And, uh, and I, I did. Uh, I, I go hunting every year. I just had a successful uh, archery elk hunt uh, a couple of weeks ago out in Montana. So it's not just one thing that is going to fulfill us. And we have to we have to start trying, trialing things of what we can do. And uh, you mentioned uh, veterans having the skills. And I wrote an article called CEOs and Veterans, Two Ships Passing the Night, because HR departments are looking for skills. Did, have you used computer skills, SAP have you done uh, material requisitioning planning? You know, what kind of skills do you have? And what military people are given, instead of skills, they're given talents. They're given leadership, problem solving. And it's those talents 
that any company would want. Teamwork, flexibility, put a military veteran into a, a situation, they're going to figure it out. That's what, that's what they do. And they collaborate well. And so veterans are trying to communicate what their skills are. CEOs are looking for skills, but really they need to be both talking about what talents do you have. So it's just this, this effort, seeking help, seeking companionship, seeking uh, collaboration, and having a pur purposeful effort to try and discover your, your best outcome. Well, thank you for uh, talking about that and, and uh, also having gratitude and a thankful heart and recognizing how talented each one of you are, our listeners, uh, how those uh, the veterans, or even if you're not a veteran, you have such an enormous potential, but sometimes uh, there's a voice in our head that says, well, you can't do it, but you can do it. And uh, I like what Bob is talking about here today is it comes down to our thoughts, our perspective, and, and you take all of this experience you have and, and, and then it becomes a mindset that your best is yet to be and that Absolutely. you have enormous potential and value. And, and, but it does require uh, being able to articulate that vision of something that resonates within you of here's where I want to go. And, uh, and identifying that purpose and then getting with it and put you on the journey and there's things that you do. So I'd like to kind of, as we get towards the end of our session today, you've had a lot of experience. You've done a lot of different things, both in the military and, and outside of the military. What are some of the, as you look back, uh, Bob, some of the most important lessons learned that if you were sitting down with someone that was going through this transition or getting going that you would share with them to help them be successful? So for me, the very first thing I think is one of my life's biggest regrets is that I waited those 16 years to get help. Mm. And uh, what I didn't realize as I soldiered through to try and solve my problems on my own, what I didn't realize is that what I was doing was I was starving my family of the best version of myself. And that's a regret. I can't have those 16 years back. And I wish I would have discovered some of this that I'm talking about and started to apply. And I'll just share with you, I went through um, a treatment last February uh, using MDMA, which is uh, it's a it's also known as ecstasy, but it was on a clinical trial for PTSD treatment. Okay. And it, it created a, kind of a new version of myself mm. where uh, I've come to realize just how great a relationship you can have with your spouse and your family by, uh, for me, it was a cleansing experience. It was one of forgiveness, one of um, just deep, deep kind of transformation. And when you can see how good a relationship that you can have with others, how, how wonderful your life's experience can be, uh, I just wish that for everyone. I just, that is my, 
the one biggest thing is I just wish I would have gone and sought help sooner. I wish I would have started on kind of turning my my mental picture around. And I'm still discovering great new experiences, even at this age, and uh, trying to uncover what what is even a brighter future. Uh, I love that. That's an inspiration. And, and that is a good lesson and reminder for every single one of us is that we're not alone, <laughs> right? There's resources out there. We want to jump on those and try things like that and get help. There's really great help out there. And, but it's a, a creative vision that's inspiring for you. And I love that you keep learning in your outlook. And I'd like to just ask you this. We're at the end of our podcast episode already. But I was just thinking of coming back to this message of those who have contemplated suicide or even seriously that there's great hope out there. Don't do it. Don't do it. There are so many blessings. It's so much greater and happiness to come. And I don't know what's your comment about that. Well, Bob? my comment is when when people are at their darkest times, it's hard to recognize. It's hard to realize that there are people that care deeply for for you, for what happens to you. I've been just overwhelmed as I've gotten into this um, kind of veteran community to discover that people that have never served a moment in the military and to find out just how dedicated they are to helping veterans and how much they care for people that are struggling. And just the kind of the phrase of the day is you are not alone. It is darkest before it's lightest. And um, if I could reach out to anyone and just say, reach out, I um, have an article called Make a, Make a Friend, Save a Vet. You never know where someone is. If you find a vet, thanking them for their service is, is a kind thing to say, but befriend them. Find, find a way to have a conversation with them, maybe schedule a weekly or every other week coffee or lunch. Just reach out and listen to someone. So on the veteran side, know you're not alone. And on the civilian side, reach out and touch someone. Wonderful. So, Bob, how can people find out about what you're doing? So I formed a, a few years ago, I formed the Patriot Promise Foundation. It's a nonprofit 501c3, and we're dedicated to getting resources in the hands of veterans. Right now, I'm targeting 100,000 veterans. We've resourced about 3,000 veterans so far. And so people can go to that website, patriotpromise.org. They can uh, order a book from Service to Success for themselves and donate for other veterans. And then uh, there's we formed a partnership program where people can can kind of walk alongside of us as we help veterans. Okay, well, that's great. Well, Bob, it's been a delight having you on the show today. We wish you the best in all that you're doing. And congratulations on so many things that you've done. Thanks, Steve. And I, uh, I wish you all the best and, and uh, good things for your audience as well. Well, thank you. And to all of our listeners, it's been a privilege to have you join us. We're honored and we wish you 
the very best as you're making a difference in the world every single day. This is Steve Schallenberger, your host, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly peak performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.